Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey, yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. My name is Jordan Bowman, and I'm here, as always, joined by The Architect, the man of a thousand nicknames, the Gotcha King. Was it like the Segway Sensei? Is that one? <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah, Segway Sensei. Yeah, it's, it's all that. He's all these things and more. Uh, Mr. Mike Paris. Paris, how you doing, sir? You know, I, I know big stats, Tony, in the back. Man with the money. Man yeah. with the deep pockets. He doesn't want me to say this. Oh, shit. But I'm going to say it. Guys, it's a pipe I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm glad to be back. Let's do this. Oh, that was a lot less confrontational than uh, MGS. <laughs> hey, by the way, can I just say thanks for not calling me a fucking Mark? Like, uh, you know what you are. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. And? <laughs> like, that's a bad thing? Uh, Is that yeah, supposed man. to be news to me? Yeah, I'm excited. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of NEW and a lot of AEW to uh, get into, and maybe a sliver of uh, of WWE if we get to it. Uh, don't know a ton that's really going on, not captivating a lot of attention, but uh, what is captivating a lot of attention? Nation Extreme Wrestling. Let's go to the NEW segment. All right, we are about one week removed from NEW7 at the Terry Fox Theater in beautiful Port Coquitlam, British Columbia. Uh, Paris, those are uh, some of your stomping grounds, are they not? Absolutely. And I had every intention to go to this show. <laughs> but And I didn't. Yeah, but about a hundred and something, whatever, a couple hundred years ago, uh, Alexander Hamilton did some shit. Uh, yeah. And... It led to a big hit Broadway play, which you had tickets to. <laughs> Indeed. But yes. it's not Broadway with body slams. That's yeah. what wrestling is. That's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, I've I've had these tickets for years now, it feels like. Yeah. Like, probably literally. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I could not uh, reschedule, unfortunately, to in order to go to uh, my stomping grounds. But I did drop in on the tailgate event, 
which was banging. What a great idea. Yeah, it was awesome. We had a tailgate party uh, beforehand. There was burgers and hot dogs and beers and cold drinks and merch and wrestler meet and greets and stuff. It was awesome. So thanks to, I believe that was Big Rock Brewing who uh, who sponsored that uh, NEW tailgate party. I'd love to see them do that again at some point in the future. Yeah, what a great idea. And, and like like you said, it, this was literally my backyard, so I came swooped on by and said hi to, to you and Justin and I, I, I met with Evan Rivers and That's Bishop right. yeah. and it was it was good to see everyone out in the plaza enjoying a good time before the before the scrapping happened. What an which apt unfortunately word missed. you use. You you did swoop by. You were there, you came out of nowhere, and then yeah. it was great chatting with you, then you were gone just as fast. That's a swoop. I I'm an expert swooper. Well done. Uh, yeah, Add it to I guess, the nickname list. Well, yeah, it wasn't all you know, fun and games and hugs and rainbows out there because uh, Casey Spinelli got into it with like a seven-year-old, uh, Taryn from Accounting Fan. <laughs> yeah, it was ugly out there. It, it was. was. That yeah. seven-year-old just wanted to make her sign, and Casey yeah. wasn't having anything to do with it. Yeah, madam, you have a title defense. Uh, maybe get a little focused on your game instead of fighting with seven-year-olds outside. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry, I, I was delayed in my response there because I was getting live updates from Clive. Oh, we're Clive getting live there. updates. Yeah, because you, you weren't there, but Clive Paris was. Yeah. Uh, so you're getting the skinny from Clive live on the show of uh, Clive, Clive Report. Clive Report coming in. Oh, Clive Report. That's good. Really good show. Really good show. Seating. Here's here's Clive's priorities. Seating was excellent and comfy. Oh, yeah, we got him. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot of razzle-dazzle, and, and we could talk about that a little bit, but good nonetheless. That's the Clive Report. There it is. Yeah. And that's that's, that's as apt as uh, you saying you swooped by. <laughs> but is there something about the Paris men that are just, you're very apt with your descriptions? We got this. We but, got uh, this on lock. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of pomp and circumstance and stuff, but there was great wrestling throughout like you know we've had some shows the ones at the harbor convention center obviously like that set very impressive very like it's big i remember showing that to a friend of mine and he's like oh yeah, yeah that's cool i'm like no 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 sir indie wrestling wise like this is this incredible is, this is not what indie this wrestling is, looks like yeah because he's used to thinking oh the wwe presentation and what he sees on tv um but uh yeah no it was a great venue uh vantage points were really good for everybody and yeah the when it all the most important thing the action in the ring was fantastic. So, did Clive have a favorite match? I ju- I've just asked the question. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll we'll wait for the Clive report to come through. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like a you know it sounds like a pretty cool venue, and it's it's awesome to see NEW branch out into the suburbs. Hopefully, attract a new crowd. Yeah, uh, pun intended. Yeah, uh, including children and it was an all ages everyone welcome show including that awesome tailgate which had a lot of activities for for the younger folk um yeah let's let's bring in a new audience let's bring in a new crowd including the people from port Coquilla. yeah hey it's surrey give uh give surrey some wrestling i've started to think no that one maybe lives in surrey. surrey hey hey not only do I live only in Surrey, the second biggest but my commentary partner, Mr. <laughs> Justin Morissette, also a recent addition to Surrey's oh, roster. Yeah. I did not know this. You're thinking differently about Surrey now, aren't you? <laughs> I'm thinking about shortening your guys' commute. That sounds good. Okay. Yeah, that'd be pretty all right. 
Uh, yes, awesome matches on the show. Uh, Nicole Matthews beat uh, Taylor Rising. This is, I think, the second or third time we've seen Taylor Rising in uh, in NEW. Uh, Evan Rivers and Eli Surge having the Crystal Skull match. I don't know if you've seen any of the photos from I've that. I've seen photos, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is... I didn't mean this in the best possible way. This is just such silly shit, man. It was so awesome. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was Wrestling at its finest. I had a smile on my face the entire time during the match. These two guys, uh, and I think uh, Jaden was the referee. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, put on an absolutely hilarious uh, show. The wrestling was great, too. But all the theatrics and stuff, like a pro wrestling show should have, it should tick all the boxes. And this is definitely, you know, very highly entertaining as far as a, I don't even want to call it a comedy match. That I feel does a disservice to it. But yeah. uh, no, they did awesome. And there was nothing and, like and it on the show. What 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 other goal could uh, two wrestlers have other than, uh, you know, everyone having a smile on their face throughout the whole thing? That's 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 the ultimate goal, especially in this kind of show. You know, we're we're appealing to the to the younger generation. We're getting those new wrestling fans involved. Yeah. What better way to leave them happy? Dude, Eli Surge, so they were, the the thing was, uh, Evan Rivers brought him a gift of a crystal skull all the way from, I don't know, Mexico or whatever, and then uh, it, like, hypnotizes you if you look at it. So they're both trying to fight and, like, not look at it, and then the referee looks at it, and the referee's frozen in place, and you know how Eli <laughs> Surge has the thing with the tinfoil hats he gives everybody, right? Super yep. considerate gentleman, bringing hats yep. for folks. Uh, yeah, so he pulls out a little tinfoil hat for the little crystal skull. <laughs> did, did it work? It was hilarious. Did it neutralize the skull? Uh, I guess for the moment it did. But uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, I would like to know, Eli Surge. You know, he's got to produce these hats on mass. Yeah, what's his budget? Is there a system? Is there like does he use a balloon? Like what? What's his mold? I want. I need to know his mold. Does he have a little like mannequin? Uh, in his little conspiracy theory uh, hidey hole. Well, maybe he's just got like a bunch of leprechauns or something. Like, what's a fictional oh. thing? Leprechauns aren't real, right? Yeah, something yeah. that makes him hats. Yeah, like the Keebler elves. Uh, yeah, just, like, exactly. I making think he... him tinfoil hats. Yeah. Wow, that's intense. I'm I'm pretty sure we got to get him on the show. Get him to confirm or deny. Hey, there you go. Also, this guy's it's got been a while that. since we've had a guest. That's right. Also, this fellow won the Canadian Gauntlet match at NEW Six, so he's got a future title match. Whenever he wants. So, uh, yeah, a lot of eyes on Eli Surge right now. Uh, Zoe Sager beat the returning Izzy McQueen. Awesome to see Izzy McQueen back wrestling 20 months on the shelf with an ACL and I think an MCL injury. If it was a CL, I think it might have been injured. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, she came back and wrestled Zoe Sager in a losing effort. Uh, great to see Sager get on the board. She's had a couple really, really awesome matches in her short time with uh, NEW. She picked up the Duke here. She's great. Yeah, and you know what? I, 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 I followed Nicole Matthews on social media, and she has, and I really trust, you know, over the years she's had an excellent judge of talent and continues to do so. Yeah. And she has nothing but good things to say about both Zoe Sager and Taylor Rising. So, you know, these are obviously... Pun intended once again. Rising talents that you uh, need to take a look out for. Yeah, speaking of which, so the next match was the six-man tag. So the Illa Killers, uh, B-Boy and the Illa Tribe, who beat the Wise Men a couple of months ago at the Harbor Convention Center. Uh, they battled the six. So Malik Mello, who we're very familiar with. Malik's awesome. Uh, Malik Mello and then the Golden Gun Mark Wheeler, who we've seen before. But this time, uh, Mark Wheeler had his locked and loaded tag team partner, Jesse V, tagging along. And I spent a good portion of the afternoon before the show just doing some final research. And, 
yeah, I wound up in a friggin' wormhole of Jesse V like clips and videos and stuff because that guy's awesome, man. Huge, huge talent, and I mean that both literally and figuratively. Big, yeah, I, big I haven't fella. seen any of their any of their tag team work, but here's you know between him and, and Mark Wheeler, these are two two big guys who can move fast and oh, hit hard. Yes. So uh, that combine that with Malik Mello as the like I you know I, I hope we see future. Uh, trios work uh, from these guys, yeah. and then of course, the, what are we calling them? The Illa Killers. Illa Killers, yeah. B boy. Like they, you know, they've already been able to develop a relationship from from the one of the last NEW shows at the yeah. Harbor Center. So, you know, being able to build that rapport has got to only be building them as a trio. So, you know, I'd probably love to see these guys go at it once again in the future. Yeah, locked and loaded as a killer tag team uh, finisher. Uh, it's like a deadlift kind of schoolboy power bomb from Jesse V, and then Wheeler jumps up with a backstabber as the power, the one arm sort of power bomb is happening. It's Oof. it's awesome. So they hit that, and then as if that wasn't enough to close it up, Malik Mello, the big man, goes up top and hits the uh, top rope elbow uh, for the win to finish off that match. And he's he's a big dude, so super impressive. You forget how athletic the guy is sometimes. Uh, because he's such a powerhouse. Uh, but uh, yeah, that flying elbow is that's awesome. I love a big athletic guy. Yep. And then uh, Daniel Maccabe defeated uh, Billy Swade. So Swade without any, uh, you know, not in any tag team action for the wise men. Uh, awesome match. And Maccabe's win, I believe, put him next in line for the uh, NEW championship shot with uh, Travis Williams. Yeah, it sounds like that's uh, what's coming up for us at the Commodore. Um, oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to see it. I love both these guys. What, um, if, what are, the, are you going to be there? I certainly hope so. I have if, not confirmed. Yeah. But. Cause what if wicked comes to town <laughs> or like the music man or something? Uh, excuse me. My next tickets are for <laughs> come from away. Thank you. Oh shit. Okay. And I don't think that's till August. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's good. I've also seen that on the, uh, on the internets. I think it, or no, it's on Apple TV. We don't need to get into this now, but like, you don't stop like blowing your load on no! watching musicals not live. That's the way to see them. The way in which God intended it. Camera cuts and the camera's getting in there. You're, seeing, you're seeing the acting the as well. If I'm in row WW4, uh, maybe I'm not catching the nuances of the acting and the little inflections when they sing what they sing and they say what they say. If I'm watching it on apple tv or disney plus sorry everybody who tuned in for some wrestling talk but i gotta set this this pump straight uh that's perfectly okay that's an optimal way to watch it because what get about the like acting movies and the singing would you rather watch you know wicked the movie as opposed to well maybe that's a bad example that hasn't come out yet but would you rather watch cats than cats would uh, you rather watch rent than rent that's actually that's a good question because i i've never seen the play chicago but i love the movie chicago I've seen both. Okay. Ooh. I actually enjoyed the movie more. I'm not going to lie. In okay. this instance. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Like, I think every time <laughs> I've done this, I've enjoyed the movie a little bit more than the play. Wow. Like, Dear Evan Hansen, and people clowned on that movie a lot. And, yeah, you know, rightfully so. Yeah, fair, fair. I'm not going to defend <laughs> it. But I will say I, I enjoyed the movie a little bit more because it fleshed out some of the, like, supporting characters and made them a little bit more interesting. And here's okay. my thoughts on Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. It wasn't that many colors. All right, no, uh, we can get back Phantom to the Phantom of the though. Opera? Okay, come on. I've never yeah. seen either. Really? Yeah. I thought you were such a big Emmy Rossum guy. Uh, yeah. And her musical talents. 
yeah. and her other talents. But I'm, I'm very much a non-Gerard Butler man, so I'm of opposing minds on it. <laughs> All right, everyone, you can you can tune back in now. We're back into wrestling talk, I promise. Yeah. All right, so about Rent. Uh, no, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what else? We had, okay, so then the tag team titles after intermission, State of Emergency uh, defeated Black Quebecois coming from, oh, geez, where is it? All right, Quebec. Uh, yeah, to uh, to challenge State of Emergency, who has got to be one of the hottest tag teams, like, on the West Coast, these guys. Uh, we were talking about it a little bit on commentary. We talked about it off air as well that you just – like they're guys. I'm very sorry. They're bastards. Like you know, they're 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 heels. They're bad. You know, they're bad dudes. But they're so good, you can't help but respect them and cheer for them. Yeah. Like yeah. they're like Miles Deville, Sebastian Wolf. I said that I don't think any two people have had a better start to their careers in NEW, and I'm also including Travis Williams in this than State of Emergency has. Oh, 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 oh. Is that a. Uh, the Clive Report is in. Clive Report. The Clive. And this was his match of the night. Yeah! SOE, Black Quebecois. Turned out really, really well, he says. And and to, to elaborate on what you've said, um, you know, I wouldn't have. There's a lot of people in NEW who I've seen wrestle for years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, uh, the two members of SOE are not among them. And honestly, I would account them as, you know, two of my favorite wrestlers in this yeah. in this area right now. And they are taking taking the PNW by storm. And I mean this in the nicest way possible, but I would love to see them break up. <laughs> and I don't mean that. I would a a I would love we, to see them fight each see, other. You see what we're doing here, where we're like, just in case they are listening, we're like, guys, no disrespect, just careful, because we're we're a little bit afraid of them. Yeah, I'm afraid of them. Yeah, um, but yeah, no. I, a, I would love to see them fight each other. I yeah. think that'd make for a hell. Oh of a my match. god, that'd be incredible! So in, if we can get them in some sort of singles tournament or what have you, where they end up bracketed against one, one, one another, FTR style, oh, I'm here yeah. for that. Yeah. Secondly, I think both of these guys are incredible talents on their own and could could go on a singles run, uh, reign of terror, if you will, uh, on, on their own. So, it, part of me says I don't want them to break up because I think they're only heading towards their pinnacle as a tag team. Yeah. But at the same time, I would love to see them run on their own as well. Yeah. And they've got Christopher Cassidy. It's kind of their lightning rod of hate. Uh, him. And then they were joined by, they got a new person in their crew uh, this time. Late stages of the match, a uh, mysterious lady in red came out. Me and Krista Berg couldn't believe it. Uh, and... <laughs> Is he your uh, new commentary partner? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say anything, but Christopher. Oh God, what? he's she's dancing with me. <laughs> Christopher did happen to be on commentary uh, for that match. Oddly enough, what are the chances? <laughs> but I don't think he said anything. He was too entranced by the match happening in front of him. Uh, yeah, so she seems dangerous and a real boon to this. I guess this group, this faction with uh, Cassidy as though they don't need any other backup or insurance, but I'm interested to see where it goes with this lady, what her deal yeah, is. Yeah. I don't know what she has to offer. I did see, uh, she, you know, she seems to be part of the group uh, in their promo pack and promo video that I saw them do afterwards. She yep. was around um, where they challenged the Bollywood boys. And it looks like they've got a couple matches Woo! across the PNW against the Bollywood boys coming up soon. Um, so, you know, when you're lined up against those guys, you're, you've got to be the best 
in the PNW. And, yeah. Uh, Bollywood boys won't won't get booked against uh, anything subpar. So SOE is is the team to beat right now. Now you you didn't see the uh, the six in action, um, but I am salivating at the possibility of state of emergency versus locked and loaded. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah, right. That would be that- absolutely bonkers. So I hope they make it. Th- I hope the, uh, they'll beat the Bollywood boys. I would imagine uh, that they're freaking awesome. So, but hopefully down the line we see locked and loaded versus state of emergency because I would be one of. I think that's that's borderline dream matchup for me in NEW right now. Yeah, let's let's entice. Let's summon Jesse V. Yeah, if you want to be on the podcast, Jesse V, let come on come on over, come back. Come back to uh, Greater Vancouver, and uh, let's see you line up against our boys, SOE. Von Vertigo uh, made his NEW debut, uh, beating Adam Ryder. Ryder has looked better and better and better and better, and he started off like good, but he's really kicking it into a new gear with each passing NEW show. A couple of folks that I've really enjoyed watching since NEW won because of that. They keep getting better every time I see them. Uh, Eli Surge, Evan Rivers... Uh, I'd put uh, Malik Mello on that list, but also Adam Ryder. Adam yeah. Ryder's on like a really, really high level right now and absolutely crushing it. Even though he didn't win, this was uh, this was a great match. Yeah, ever since he's really embraced the kind of hide a heartthrob character and kind of really, you know, kind of dive deep into that uh, that role of his, I think he only gets better from here. So um, I could see him being a guy to keep your eye on in this area as well. Yep. Uh, Casey Spinelli successfully defended her women's championship against Taryn from accounting and whatever psychological trauma she was dealing with from getting into an argument with a seven-year-old outside before the, uh, before the event. So Casey Spinelli winning both physically and mentally in this match. You, you think she's overcome that? I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, can you say that confidently? I, yeah. uh, not really. She was, yeah. yeah. I thought her and the kid are going to come to blows outside. <laughs> <laughs> it was getting ugly. Yeah, it was getting ugly. They were ripping up signs in each other's faces. It was, uh, yeah, it was awesome. But uh, yeah, so Spinelli, still women's champion, now going on to NEW for life at the Commodore in that uh, triple threat women's TLC match with Nicole Matthews and uh, Chelsea Green. So, Oof, holy shit! That's I gonna, know that's going to be a, a sight to be seen. Yeah, I'm exhausted just like mentioning that match. It's yeah, going to be so exactly. good. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Uh, And then the main event of the evening, Travis Williams successfully defended his NEW championship over Judas Icarus. A bit of a controversial finish to this one where Icarus had him like tapping out, but Travis's feet were under the ropes. And the referee who had been calling things pretty tight in that match so far, because there was a lot of referee chicanery and stuff throughout the uh, throughout the night. So refs are calling it pretty tight and. So Icarus thinks that the match should be over because Travis Williams is tapping out, but Travis Williams's legs were underneath the ropes, and the referee was trying to break it up and wasn't able to, and then counted five on Icarus and a DQ'd him for not oh. breaking the hold, but he was waiting for the bell to be huh. called because he thought he won, and he wasn't about to let up on the hold until he had confirmed that he won, and five seconds, five counts from the referee later, guy lost it. You know what? It's good to see these refs button up a little bit. I'm I'm glad to glad to hear that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's an unfortunate way for Icarus to lose his his opportunity at the belt here. Yeah, he was uh, pissed after too. I I can imagine. I can imagine. Did you see the uh, the video? 
I did not. Yeah, check out um, Nation Extreme Wrestling on Twitter, at uh, NEW Wrestling Inc., uh, for any update stuff, because that's where a lot of videos were posted after the fact. And, uh, yeah, Judas Icarus was super, super upset. He now doesn't have an opponent. He was hoping to defend the title at the Commodore, but uh, he challenged matchmakers, Chris Perry, and I'm sure it got back to Alex Plexus in the moment. Uh, he wants the, the biggest and best that they can offer for the Commodore. So he's going up against El Phantasmo on June 24th uh, at the Commodore. Icarus Phantasmo. Holy shit. It doesn't get much better than uh, one of the best that this area has ever produced uh, in El Phantasmo. One of the, one of the OGs, if you will, uh, of this, of this zone. So yeah, he, Icarus has got his, has got a full load ahead of him. And, and if there was ever a King of the Commodore, uh, that might be stamped on El Phantasma. Oh, yeah, without question. That's going to be an, an awesome match. So uh, they were nearing a sellout, but then 90 tickets, 9-0, were released earlier today. This is Friday evening. So if you hear this and the tickets are sold out, don't get mad at me if it's three or four <laughs> days from now. All right. Oh, he just said on the thing, Friday, 7.38 p.m., uh, 90 tickets were released a little while ago. Uh, for the show at the Commodore, if any of them are still there and you are listening to me, this is going to be a phenomenal show. You don't want to miss it. Snatch up those, uh, snatch up those tickets. Commodore is such an incredible venue for wrestling. You've seen some of the best wrestling I know you've ever seen at the Commodore. Absolutely, this is this is the the ultimate venue in Vancouver for a lot of things, but especially wrestling. Um, bound to have. Full staging, full sound. I bet Jay Swing's going to be pumping some music in there when when the wrestling's not going on and it's going to hit hard. So, yeah, be there. Be there. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, at uh, Nation Extreme Wrestling. Uh, what is the Twitter here? Hold on. Uh, at NEW Wrestling Inc. on, uh, on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, there's links there to go buy tickets. Check it out. It's going to be great. So uh, anything else you want to get into as far as uh, NEW is concerned? No, no, there's a, there's a lot of matches on this Commodore card that, uh, you know, should not be missed. We mentioned the, the vast majority of them, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, what happens here, especially with that TLC match. Holy shit. Like I've seen, I've seen Nicole Matthews do some crazy stuff in TLC matches, ladder matches, uh, at the Commodore and otherwise, and this could get ugly. Hopefully we don't see another Crimson Mass coming from from Chelsea Green. Oh my goodness. Only for her own only well only for her own well-being am I concerned about that. What a match that might was. Might make for might make for a hell of a <laughs> Yeah. Hell of a match, but uh please don't die on our watch. Yeah. Other matches on the card, Ravenous Randy Myers will take on Bishop and Adam Ryder in a three-way dance. Illa Tribe or take it on Reloaded. You heard it here first, Reloaded is due. Uh, and then the women's gauntlet match, Bambi Hall, Viva Van, Izzy McQueen, Liza Hall, and Rhea Von Slasher in that one. And then Granville Street Fight, old enemies getting reacquainted with each other, Elliot Tyler and Mr. Ferguson. They mixed it up a bit at the end of that Icarus-Travis uh, Williams match. Ferguson oh. tried to get involved, and then Elliot Tyler came out to defend his strays, buddy. And uh, yeah, they uh, they are renewed acquaintances now. So they're going to be the Granville Street hmm. Fight uh, at NEW for Life on the 24th of June at the Commodore Ballroom. Some tickets still available at present time. Theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. yeah. 
you're listening to this on the 23rd of June. Thank you for eventually going back and still supporting the show. Uh, but also, I don't think you'll be able to find tickets if it's day before. I'm sorry. So, all right, let's take a look at the wide world of wrestling. All right, we are starting, as always, with AEW All Elite Wrestling. Uh, we are not going by quality. We are going by alphabetical ranking. But if we were going by quality, it would be exactly the same. So, no matter what, AEW goes first. <laughs> uh, yeah, in the last seven days, Paris, we have had uh, one of their biggest pay-per-views ever, Double or Nothing in Las Vegas, uh, and then the Fallout Dynamite. So you've caught up. You've watched Double or Nothing. I've seen it. Yes, sir. Uh, what was your What was your overall takeaway from the show? I think we said this. I'm trying to think about what show it was uh, previously, but I, I think why it brought up this point. It was exhausting in the best way possible. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like you'd get a hell of a match, and then you'd be like, oh, okay, like. It must be the main event next, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's another, like, insanely good, fun-packed match. And then it just, the hits kept coming. And, like, it's sort of hard to complain about your your wealth of riches that you have in front of you. Yeah. But every match was an absolute fucking killer. The crowd was hot as hell through the whole thing. Yeah. Which adds to it. And then, but, like, I also need to breathe at some point. <laughs> Yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah, overall, like front to back, man, this is, this is a wrestling card. This is this is great. I uh, wasn't able to watch all of it on Sunday, uh, so I watched the majority of it on Monday night. Just stayed off of social media. Like that's the thing. I will stay off of it. Oh, fancy new Marvel movie coming out. I haven't seen any trailers. Yeah, reviews I'm not good and spoilers. At that. Okay, cool. I'm shutting it all down. I didn't want to know what happened. In uh, at the AEW pay per view, and I'm glad I wouldn't go to those lengths for many things. Yeah, um, but uh, for for this, I will, and glad I did. Watching through it, you know, all of it was good, but there are differing degrees of good. And I think the lowest good was probably, and I'm sad to say it, the uh, the Owen Hart tournament finals. Mm. Uh, the Adam both of Co them, or uh, yeah, uh, the Adam. Well, first of all. When Adam Cole came out wearing pink and then Joe came out uh, wearing green and black shorts, I'm like, oh, okay, Adam Cole. And then yeah. <laughs> Britt Baker comes out wearing pink and black and stuff, and then Ruby Soho comes out in like black and yellow. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, Britt Baker. Okay, got it, cool. Ah, yeah, they're the fun moment and stuff. And I'm a big, I'm a rancid guy, so yeah. I, was, I was all about that. I was super, super pumped. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Joe Cole match, I love both those guys, but just seemed to be slow, and I feel like, like Joe has slowed down. A lot in the last, mm -hmm. you know, two years since he's been on and off the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Injury is getting to him a little bit. I think maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of tread on those tires. And I saw a comment somebody made on Twitter. It's like, it's really unfortunate that an athlete and a pro wrestler, the caliber of Samoa Joe, essentially gave his body to TNA. Right. Yeah. Spent the peak of his years. Yeah. Through TNA. And yeah. And there were some good matches there. Let's not like underestimate just because there, yeah. the, the company was, was shit for the most part. Um, you know, he did put up some great performances, which put him where he is today. But yeah, uh, yeah it does make you wonder though, like how much of the on the shelfness was WWE's decision uh, during that time, the shifting him into commentary, all mm. those kind of things, the kind of um, stint when he was, uh, with NXT when he became the NXT champion again. That was kind of a weird timing. It was like, 
they didn't really want him to wrestle, but he kind of wanted to go out and send yeah. NXT away in the he, right he, way. He and... beat like Karrion Cross for it or something, right? Yeah, that sounds I think right, yeah. so. Like, and this is NXT title changes we're talking about, and we're not even clear yeah. on on it. So that just goes to show the the dip in NXT. So I, you know, we we've kind of heard about this before with Brian Danielson, and other wrestlers saying like it wasn't me making these decisions to for me to be on the shelf. It was WWE making these decisions for yeah. me to be on the shelf. So you know, maybe there was a reason for that, and maybe that's uh, a reason why we see Joe. Uh, maybe not at his peak performance. Of course, he's probably pushing 40. He's just got cast in the new Twisted Metal movie as a clown ice cream truck. Um, as the body of the ice cream <laughs> truck clown, Sweet Tooth. Not the voice, because the voice is Will Arnett. Of course it of, is. Of Lego Batman fame. You know. Of all the voice fame. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I don't, he's the body of a truck? Okay. I'm, I'm, no, I think anyway. he's, he's he plays the clown... <laughs> Uh, who drives the souped up? I don't know. Twisted Metal was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> the clown. I thought the truck was a clown. There's a clown no, there's in a the clown driving the truck. the truck. Yeah, it's Twisted Metal. They're oh, okay. all driving souped up cars and shit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, yeah. So um, I, you know, I, I I would agree with you that this was probably one of the lesser matches. Um, my own my main concern when I came out of the card was like. There was so much going on in this card. I would hate to see a match like Darby Allen and Kyle O'Reilly get lost in the mix. Which I feel it kind of was. I enjoyed that yeah, match. Which but was when a it, hell of a match. But when it came up, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Because there were a couple of these matches. I'd say maybe, you know, maybe three or four of these things in yeah. a how many match card? <sighs> 12. 13 match card. Yeah. yeah, there were a couple of these that were dynamite matches. Right. Yeah. And you mean that they should be on dynamite, not that they were yeah. dynamite matches. No, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Yeah, be careful talking about AEW because your words can get twisted. It's like, oh, you thought Jade Cargill and Anna Jay was dynamite. Well, it, was, it was rampage. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they were rampaging um, out there. Well, that match was really dark. Um yeah, but yeah, there were some matches there that deserved to to be lauded for being amazing. Yeah. And should have been highlighted maybe in a better way, whether that be the main event of Dynamite uh, or what have you, or on a kickoff show or, or something like that. But it does make you wonder, like, and I'm sure we're going to segue very quickly into the kind of um, the heat maybe that is on uh, Tony Khan right now, but is he kind of getting lost in his own shit a little bit and just booking everything and booking everyone and not necessarily booking a a a show with any sort of structure mm. it all feels kind of crammed in and and crammed in for the sake of cramming it in and all these guys are delivering killer matches and putting their bodies on the line but should some sacrifices be made for the greater good uh, see you, you folks. know wwe has been making pay-per-view cards for you know 40 years Maybe there's something to be said about how they do it, despite the fact that we complain about it. It's funny because you folks listening, we call him the Segway Sensei. So when he says something <laughs> like, I feel like we're going to segue into, and then he talks about what he feels like we're going to segue into, but that in and of itself is the Segway. This <sighs> guy's a master. Mind blown. Yeah, absolute master of it. Yeah, I kind of feel like cause we'll talk, let's just go into it. Let's just talk MJF right now. 
So, uh, yeah. Just uh, no probably the top story right now. What a fucking weekend it was for that. No showing the uh, autograph or the meet and greet or whatever. And then just all the rumors coming out. Oh, they got a plane ticket for him. He might leave Vegas. He's not at the building yet. He just got to the building. He went out and took 10 power bombs and then stretchered out. Oh, he's done. And he comes out on dynamite to cut his pipe bomb and stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, MJF, one of the, I'd say probably the most talked about wrestler in the entire world right now, which seeing as how yeah. Punk just won the title, that's an impressive feat, which basically <laughs> yeah, justifies no everything he's saying about yeah, himself exactly. and his worth. Exactly. You know, you've got this guy, and, and I assume he was talking about CM Punk in the pipe bomb where he said, like, I'm the second most. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know the per, I mi- per minute Punk draw number one. Yeah, the um, per minute draw. Yeah, but uh, but you know, there's something to be said that no one's necessarily talking about CM Punk's win and CM Punk's uh, title run, and we we're still waiting on to hear what may have happened on Rampage tonight. Oh, which, let me refresh. Yeah, Rampage yeah. is happening as we're doing this, and then CM Punk said he's making an announcement about his title reign and his career and all this sort of stuff. Uh, so I might be just checking in. Oh, if Clive can give us the skinny, that'd be great, too. <laughs> we got another Clive update. Uh, CM Punk putting his hair on the line against... You know, okay, let's Yeah, see. exactly. Uh, I don't see anything thus far. Okay. Uh, save it for the end. Uh, first tweet I see, Scorpio Sky is so fine. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, the, the most talked about person is MJF right now, and, and he, he drops this promo... Um, and oh. now he has been oh you you have news uh yeah so and this is hilarious because you might just see, hear me getting duped on twitter uh in real time <laughs> but apparently uh he's injured and has to have surgery and he's relinquishing the title well that like all signs point to that making sense in regards to how he posted the my future with wrestling, my future with the title. Yeah, he says uh, teaser. Yeah, to, looks like it's a hell of a little promo here. So yeah, the get back is going to be bigger than the setback is the quote here. Fuck, that's disappointing. Oh, you're hearing this in real time too. God damn yeah, it. But unless it's all a work. He oh, forfeits it to MJF. Oh, it's a work great. But uh, I don't <laughs> think he would do that. Unless this is like, because no. everyone's like, oh, it's Summer of Punk 3. Summer of Punk 3. And like wanting him to beat Hangman Page because he turns heel and, I don't know, punches him in a dick 20 times. I don't know what that would, you know, how he would turn heel there. But uh, <laughs> 20 dick punches. I don't think that would work. 20 dick punches ought to you do just it. just have the crowd being like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. three. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, yeah, there's 20. no there's no bigger baby face turn than 20 punches to the dick. <laughs> So, uh, oh man, that's a fucking yeah. bummer. That is a bummer, which ultimately like to, to go back to segue back to what we were talking about initially, probably throws a bigger wrench in the works of Tony Khan and his plans. If he's leveraging everything on, I have CM Punk, I have my champion, fuck you MJF, then this is a problem, right? Yeah. You've now lost your two biggest draws in the company. Uh, for ratings and well lost so let, let's talk about that so like he's been uh, deleted from their roster page mm-hmm. MJF yep he's been unfollowed by them on social media mm-hmm. uh, Chris Jericho posts a tweet saying um, AEW is the best company to work for yeah. Tony Khan's the best guy to work for 
If anyone doesn't like it, you can go away and you'll regret your decision, something to that extent. He also AEW yeah. retweets that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he also his like MSN Messenger name had like uh music lyrics from like a death cab for cutie song uh that maybe is an insight into his frame of mind so there's that too i mean he's he's are fighting being, this on all fronts serious? no of course not msn messenger is dead <laughs> okay i was like that sounds like something i would do when i broke up with my girlfriend oh, when that, I was that's 15. Paris, that's something we all did okay <laughs> yeah subtly putting in lyrics on your MSN messenger status and then signing out and signing back on enough times for someone to notice it and go, hey man, what's up, you alright? Like, fuck yeah, that was, the, that was the playbook chapter one! That's how we did it back in the day. Anybody listening who didn't... So I'm glad that the divide between uh, our Surrey youth and our Langley youth respectively wasn't wasn't as a big of a chasm as I thought it was. Fuck yeah, you should see what MJF just posted on uh, Nexopia, holy shit. Holy shit. He's removed AEW from his top eight or whatever it was oh, called. Oh, shit. Oh, now it gets real now. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't. Here's the ultimate question Is this all legit? Are we talking MJF thing? MJF. Uh, I don't think it was legit from from moment one. Oh, I th- shit. I think this was, this was a work the whole time. This is a work, an ongoing work? Yes. But here's the thing is like but now what complicates that theory is that well now everybody kind of knows it's a work and I think I saw a friend of mine um uh Andy Andy um Roy uh he said that if it's if you know it's a work it's a bad one. Right. Yeah, that's what his his sentiment on it was. So you're confident that this is a work. Yeah, and I think it well, I think it was the whole time. Now, here, here's something that makes me say it's not. And maybe this is just a real advanced work. Yeah, you're probably right. I know that I'm a bit out to lunch on this, but go ahead. But they cut to commercial with MJF. Fine, that I believe would believe that to be a work. They literally go another hour and a half of Dynamite, never referencing it ever again. Not even in the slightest, like... Oh, we had to cut MJF off uh, the last. You, know, you believe segment, what we like... saw earlier, Excalibur yeah, with yeah. MJF? <laughs> I'm wearing a mask. Like that, like that is, that's next level shit. If this is a work, yeah. But, but I, I would not put it past AEW to do something of that level. The one thing that kind of sticks out for me is the no showing the meet and greet that people like bought because he's a big star. So people are like, you're misleading your customers at that point, which if you're doing a little bait and switch, you never like, you know, card subject to change or all that as far as your wrestling show goes, like fine. But even though like MJF keeps kayfabe, like he keeps it 100 as the uh, children say, uh, that is something that's like, it's pretty shitty and a bad precedent to set if you're doing that and kind of cheating people out of something like that to further your storyline that I'm not down with. Right. Cause then you've theoretically wronged people out of of their money. Yes. And whether you are a heel, a committed heel or not that you don't want to do that. Right. So yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with you there, but then there's been this ongoing, you know, he's not happy with the company. He's not happy with the direction. And I genuinely though, do you blame him for not being happy? No, especially because it's uh, from stuff I've read. Again, I'm just reading stuff. I don't know anything. None of us do. But uh, stuff I've read is that like apparently some of these XWE guys are making like three times what he does. Yeah, of course. And 
he is it's kind of you know and this is a touchy subject when it comes to just sports in general if you are outperforming the contract that you signed and agreed to what grounds do you have to then turn around and go no 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 i want more because of this you know are, are you go ahead well you have zero you have nothing yeah exactly to, you to signed this contract for this amount of time and so that's why you that's why you do a, a you know a robert downey jr iron man situation and you put something in your contract that yeah. says if i reach x point then you have to pay me more fucking or if i help yeah. the company reach x point you have to pay me more right but obviously that's not the case and he's probably making the same as darby allen but drawing double the amount of people right yeah, terrence so, howard made more than robert downey jr did for iron man one and he's only in one of those things yeah <laughs> but you know what but is downey, that on the face or uh, overall yeah. overall downey jr has made bazillions from those films but downey so. did his initial contract fucking killed it uh i guess i'm not too clear on the particulars because maybe he renegotiated or something but i'm sure they didn't have him go okay you're gonna make two hundred thousand dollars a movie here and then uh he was like okay fuck that i want you know 20 million in a back end um but uh yeah because it's 2024 it is and this is where i kind of understand mjf's gripe a lot is because on this contract, on this very, I guess, company-friendly or team-friendly deal or whatever he's on that he signed, yes, yeah. uh, he is going to keep, as he says, hitting grand slams and be pressured to keep, keep hitting grand slams all the way up until that contract is up. And I think maybe this could be a case of, and I think he's great, all right? I don't want to say he's not, but there's no way that he will be as hot in January of 2024 than he is now. He's done right. great, but we're talking another year and a half complete of MJF storylines and angles and all that stuff. So it kind of reminds me of a running back in the NFL wanting to cash in before his legs go to shit. Right, so yeah. So I, I don't... He might not be as hot as, as he is currently, but... He's still only twenty. He'll be twenty-eight at the at the expiration of his contract. That's the yeah. prime of a wrestler's career. So he's not he's not on the downslide here. He's yeah. not he's not an aging WWE guy that he's you know shitting on. Yeah. He's th this is the time to take advantage of an MJF. And you know to his point, saying that you know people say he sucks in the ring and he's all all he can do is talk and like. That's simply not the case. Like the guy's a, a pretty good wrestler. Like it's not, he's not in the upper echelon with, you know, some of the guys that they have on the roster. But he's next up. But he, and he would fucking run the show in WWE. But that being said, he goes, let's say he goes to WWE. He's now up against Vince McMahon, who maybe has nothing for him creatively in the direction that he's looking to go. Uh, where do you go from there? Not right? to be, and then, yeah. And then what? Right, well, like not to be dark about it, but there's nothing saying Vince will even be alive at that time. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude. this could be tomorrow. Like based oh, yeah, on the, based on, on the what they're line. feeding yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I don't know. Will don't MJF know trade cons? Will he trade Tony for Nick? No matter what, a con is going to be his boss. But we we thought the Cody Rhodes thing was was a work at first. Sure too. did. Sure did. Not so, afraid to say, oh no, I knew the whole time. It was like, yeah. So, you know, like that, I, I, I genuinely, you, I was convinced it was real until you have just fed me, fed me your, your opinions. So now I'm doubting myself and Force I'm feeling really insecure opinions. about it and yeah. I'm going to, 
I'm going to probably cry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel I'm more emotional than Casey Spinelli was about that seven-year-old girl, right? Like, this is this is tough for me. It should have been a uh, handicap match. Give Taryn from accounting that girl's <laughs> her partner. Not Remember awful. when Braun Strowman was tag team champion with a nine-year-old kid? Fuck yeah! <laughs> How long ago was that? That kid's got to be coming back soon. What a time to be alive. Graduate high school, then come kick it with Bra- Oh, you can't. All oh, right, Braun's gone. Uh, hey, control your narrative. Oh, shit. What if he showed up at Control Your Narrative with Braun Strowman get the team back together? <laughs> That's the shocker uh, <laughs> debut of the year. Uh, then we had, uh, so Wardlow, yeah, beat MJF, and then Wardlow fighting uh, Workhorseman fella on uh, on Dynamite. I could not tell you how disappointed I was uh, when he came out and he didn't have music on Dynamite, and then, oh, he's got music and it's new music and it's shit music. This was a guy, <laughs> like, imagine if Tony Khan opened up the coffers and got this guy a licensed song. So, like, I don't know. Got him like a... Crush him by Megadeth or something. You remember yeah, Crush you go. Goldberg? Yeah, yeah. Get him that. No. Uh, but, yeah, what if the first time his music hits as an official AEW, like, uh, talent, fucking, like, Foo Fighters, My Hero or something hits? I don't know. I'm just spitballing. <laughs> That's a weird choice. I don't know. I don't know. Leave me alone. War Pig by Black Sabbath. Oh, sh- there it is. Yeah. <laughs> du- oh! Yeah, it was there the whole time. I'm sure everyone's been <laughs> shouting at your iPods or phones or every listen to this on, going, War Pigs, you fucking idiot, uh, not Foo Fighters. But yeah, what if he had that? He was in that echelon with like Jungle Boy, CM Punk, uh, having yeah. their, like Moxley, having that licensed music. I yeah, would have flipped. Like, not only does that, like, it seems so silly, but not only does that, like, uh, is it cool? But it cements you as someone they're investing in as well. Yeah. I don't need to. Especially because some of their, like, that has been one of a, or, yeah, AEW, so say AEW. One of AEW's uh, downfalls thus far, they've had generally just shitty music. Aside from their licensed stuff, if you include Judas or what have you in that. Are you playing music right now? Yeah, a little war piece. (laughs) Well, it'll come in. Yeah, yeah, it'll come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we get the needle drop in there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Right spot. Not, yeah. I don't have it queued up. I'm just like, ah, a little war pigs. It'll be great. Let's just keep it low <laughs> enough so we don't get the show, like, sued and shut down. <laughs> just talk Tony, over God it. help us. As long as we talk about the song, those are the rules, right? Oh, we're talk, reviewing if you're, it. If you're, we're reviewing the song. Okay. Uh, so. Review number one. It takes a little bit for this to get uh, for to, to really get going. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that. I just think we're going right into it right at the jump. No, we got some we got some work to do. Uh, anyway, yeah, like I I I would love to see, and I think they are going to go all in. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're here. Here it comes. <laughs> have him rip like his handcuffs off. Like have him break handcuffs every time. That's his fucking thing. He isn't, hasn't entered yet. No. The crowd's no. just getting fucking hyped playing. up. Yeah. Here it comes. Let's, let's go down, maybe. <laughs> I'm thinking some dry ice or something. <laughs> oh, that riff. The lights <laughs> flickered there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little green, like, kind of lightning effect. And then he 
comes out and people are losing their absolute <laughs> minds. It's it's bedlam. We we've done it. Fuck. Oh, I'm sad now. <laughs> and now I'll tell you this. Now I hate his song even more. And every time Wardlow makes his entrance on an AEW show, know that I'm gonna be sitting on my couch, arms folded, going, man, I should have been more pigs. <laughs> You have to go into your uh, WWE 2K19 creator wrestler yep. and build the entrance, right? You gotta... Yeah, that's right. I'll do that <laughs> tonight when we're done. <laughs> and I'm never leaving WWE 2K19. Never. I fucking live there now. That's it. No more. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> Wardlow and his presentation. Uh, okay, so what do you do with Wardlow now? now? Where, yeah. TNT title. He, he just he, ben, he just beats the shit out of everyone instantly. TNT title. Give him a belt so that his be- eventually that's where they're going. So that's where his be- beating the shit out of everybody like leads to. Can you imagine now? Sammy Guevara can't challenge Scorpio Sky anymore because they lost that match. Neither can Kazarian. But can you imagine Sammy Guevara somehow becomes TNT champion again? And then everyone's like, oh, not this fucking guy again. And then his first challenger is Wardlow, who just beats the ever-loving shit out of him. So I remember when Wardlow won the Casino Battle Royal or the whatever-whatever a couple months ago, or the Brass Ring, and he was going to challenge Scorpio Sky, who had just won the TNT title. I'm like, ah, transitional thing they're going to give to Wardlow. Squash the shit out of him. Exactly. Call it a day. And instead they used that to really jumpstart the MJF feud, which is now in the past. So... Yeah, I'd like to see him in the TNT title picture. Sure. Uh, I, I think I've said this before, but like that just seems like a shitty middle ground. You me. want him going but, right for the top, eh? Yeah, well, it's like, you know, did, oh, I was going to say, did Goldberg ever win the U.S. title? But I think he did. Actually, yeah, that's why before. he, yeah, because he was undefeated streak U.S. champion, and that's where their U.S. belt guaranteed you a world title shot at some point which was a weird fucking rule but uh <laughs> and then yeah that goldberg won both of them at the georgia dome and all that sort of stuff and then he had to relinquish right. the u.s title because he's a big pussy can't defend two belts at once jay lethal defended every belt he had every show <laughs> good to know <laughs> jay lethal better than goldberg this is what i'm saying <laughs> fact yeah is- i just i like i don't see the point of having more low hit that middle ground yeah and I'm not sure, like, because now that we're building up to this uh, NJPW pay-per-view, um, and that ho- sort of offers its different kind of, you can't really build anything main storyline right now because you got a little, you've got to, you got to go over this speed bump a little bit, which yeah. is going to be an awesome speed bump, but a speed bump nonetheless. It's to a prevent jump you from building to yeah, speed, to all in. Speed bump is a nuisance. A sweet jump is a sweet jump. It's temporary because of gravity and whatnot, but let's call Forbidden Door a sweet jump instead of a speed bump. Okay. Deal. Cool. Thanks, man. Built built a sweet ramp. Yeah. That's what it <laughs> two, is. Two sweet jumps off of it. Um so yeah, so like right now we're in kind of a holding pattern and uh I don't know where they're gonna go from here. And now, of course, CM Punk is he? You know, does he have to drop the belt? Is that is that what's going on? I think so. that's yeah. He's vacated the title. Uh, now, what do you do? Do you put maybe Hangman versus uh, Ace versus Tanahashi at Forbidden Door for the vacant AEW the championship, vacant. and then just put it back on Hangman? Like, I don't think he can do that. Yeah. Do you go like? Do we go tourney? Well, we just had the Owen Hart tournament, so we're gonna yeah. do another tournament right now. You can't really do that. I yeah. say you go straight TNA with it. Let's have a reverse battle royal. 
They start on the floor, they fight their way into the ring, and then when 10 are in the ring, it becomes an over-the-top rope battle royal until it's down to two people, and then they have a one-on-one match. That'll tell me who the true AEW champion is and nothing else. And then the runner-up, so the loser of of that reverse battle royal, gets to choose their own theme song. Yep. Wardlow wins it. It's a a perfect scenario. Yep, perfect. Tony, you can have that. That's yours. <laughs> Take it. It's yours. Maybe that's all MJF needs. He needs uh, some fresh eyes in the booking room. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. We're helping. We're helping. Helping. Um, what was your favorite match from Double or Nothing? Um, I I do have a soft spot for that Kyle O'Reilly match. Yeah. I I thought that was great. I I I just. But I'm I'm such a fan of his style. I love his hard hitting. You know, kind of catch wrestling like submission style I, I love all of that so he's really good that's gonna be my um my vote yeah he's really really good i was hoping for an adam cole kyle o'reilly um men's owen finals yeah that would have been cool um i man i can't tell you how much i loved that six-man tag with house of black and the death triangle really that was yeah, i no, thought, I thought that, was, that was awesome yeah, was i great. was yeah I wasn't that psyched about it going into it. I'll say at all. I was like, okay, yeah, they're doing this. They've done this a bunch over the last several months. These are storylines that really aren't going anywhere. But uh, yeah, wow, what a what a spectacle that match was. That match was something else. That's you know that that's one of those things. It's like you might not get excited about it going in, but these are six guys who can fucking go right. They can produce when asked to. So like, I'm not surprised they were able to pull out a pretty great match. And like Malachi Black, it was so refreshing to see like a heel be outnumbered in the ring and go, okay, well, I'm just going to fight two of you or I'm going to fight three of you. And he hit a couple of the black masses and stuff. Like he fought his way out of a handicap situation late in the match as opposed to just like backing away and then being, you know, beaten up by the three of them. And he gave as good as he got. I thought it was fantastic. It was, yeah, that was a hell of a match. I liked uh, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb a lot. Deeb's got to be champion, man. I think she's, uh, she's got to join the Blackpool Combat Club and then be their women's division representative and then get the, uh, get the gold. Yeah, I well that we haven't even touched on that match. The uh, what are we calling it? Asylum in the anarchy arena. in the arena. Yeah, anarchy in the arena. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, Serena Deeb. I I wonder if that diminishes her a little bit, saddling her with with Black Blackpool Combat Club, or if that uh, enhances her. But well, I, it's certainly a fit. Yeah, we're not going to diminish any more than losing to the Jericho Appreciation Society. We got to talk daddy magic because Justin's most likely listening. Uh, <laughs> so the anarchy in the arena. Uh, love that wild thing to just let that run. Tony Khan getting his money's yeah. worth. Uh, yeah. That was awesome and really added to it. At first, I was a bit frustrated with how the match was shot because yeah. it was just all well. over the map. It's like, okay, we're seeing this, and then before a punch lands or a move lands, they're cutting to something else and then cutting over here. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, it actually did kind of help with the chaotic nature of the match. Yeah. Uh, and from a TV presentation-wise, really get across how you know chaotic it is. I can't imagine being excited to watch that match in the crowd, in the arena, though. I probably would have been pissed. There might have been anarchy. <laughs> I I do I do wonder um you know if there was opportunity for them to arrange it a bit better uh to 
to block it out you mean like a little bit a little bit so that there was kind of like i am obviously doing nothing right now so you do your something yeah right like when they had them go in the elevator like i thought was kind of a good moment for them to be like okay these guys aren't doing anything right now so we have time to focus on everyone else um but like i think it was Maybe it's when they're trying to do the ladder spot when um, LAX, or what are we calling them? Santino. Proud, pr- 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 proud and powerful. Do they still go by that? But I don't anyway. know. Um, but they're setting up for their big ladder spot and, and the camera is trying to focus on them. Yeah. But at the same time, like other shit's happening down, down the other end. And so the camera's trying to go back and forth and trying to catch them before they jump off the ladders because that would be a waste. Yeah. Uh, Daddy Magic. Okay. So um, <laughs> have you ever seen someone... So quick to just razor blade the shit out of their head. Oh my <laughs> so god! Like, like I talk about cutting away and cutting back and cutting away and coming back and yeah, cuts away. He's fighting as Eddie Kingston on the stairs. Cuts yeah. away. All oh, these guys are doing this in the ring. Okay, yeah, Jericho's doing this. Okay, cool. Cut back to Daddy Magic and uh, and he is covered Kingston. in blood. He is covered in blood. <laughs> like did carry did a carry situation happen off screen and tried to psychologically get an edge over him. Eddie Kingston just dumped a bunch of pig's blood on him. Uh, is that what happened? Because he was gross immediately. And then over the course of the match, they're fighting on the concourse and stuff. It cuts away, cuts over here, cuts over here, and then cuts back. And my first thought was, oh my God, it's bleeding yellow now. And they're like, oh no, wait, he's covered in mustard. Ketchup and mustard. Yes, yeah, so ketchup and mustard thing, which I thought was fun. But he, we... It was a high uh, a highlight they showed later, or a replay they showed later. But yeah. I didn't get to see Eddie Kingston douse this guy in mustard. They just cut a- every time they cut away from Daddy Magic and they cut back. The guy was a different color. <laughs> and and like how quickly Eddie Kingston escalated from uh, I'm going to spray this guy with mustard to I'm going to dump a jerry can of gasoline on this other guy. Like that was oh a- my god, yeah, <laughs> that is a meme worthy image that I hope stands the test of time is. Him walking out covered in his own blood, Daddy Magic's blood, just a whole blood symphony happening, carrying a gas can. And I've said it before, Eddie Kingston is decent human being New Jack, it seems, right? Like It seems. He's got an authenticity and, you know, he's, he's yeah. a legitimate ass kicker. You, you buy into what you're watching him say. That promo beforehand with his demons learning to swim and shit, mm, that's good stuff. But I... Uh, when this guy comes out carrying a gas can and looking the way he did, like you're not like, oh, this is wrestling, this is like, you know, fake or yeah. holy you are like, holy shit, this is getting and, out of hand. And you're genuinely going, Is is he is is he gonna light him on fire? Is he gonna? Like, is this <laughs> is happening? Is he gonna do it? <laughs> and like here's the thing is we could be talking about it after that on like Monday, going, Hey man, how about uh how about double or nothing where Eddie Kingston set Chris Jericho on fire? And Yep, no, I didn't yeah, see it, but that, that sounds that like something that, that happened. Sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, I, I do find it odd, like, in these kind of matches, they do some weird shit that, like, obviously doesn't hurt. Like, for instance, hitting someone with a ketchup bottle or a mustard, spraying them with mustard. And then, like, <laughs> what if you're, what if John you're Moxley and Chris Jericho. John Moxley trying to swing the swinging crane the, camera. Yeah into his face and it's like slowly yep. moving and, and Jericho standing on the other side going like uh. <laughs> this thing is weighted so well that and well balanced that I can barely move yeah. it <laughs> great gimbal that's a great gimbal you have in this thing good setup guys you guys did this perfectly uh, unfortunately does not make for a great weapon Yeah, gimbal game is strong 
And I'm like, I'm a little bit disappointed that it was one of the BCC guys who uh, who took the the quote unquote loss, even though it was you know Walls of Jericho being choked out by a turnbuckle or by a the ring rope, and then you you didn't give up, you passed out or whatever. Still a bit disappointed to see them not win, but it was clear that them losing gets us to where we're going next with this feud, which is blood and guts. He said it. He did he it. He did say it. It didn't exactly have the same uh, kick to it. I had but. I had referenced on the show before that I was hoping it would be blood and guts, right? <laughs> like he said, war games. What's this unnecessary pause, Regal? Sir. Yeah. And it wasn't just you and me saying that. There were some people, yeah, I was like, ah, it didn't really have the yeah. what you expected they it to They wanted be. it to, but it, it didn't. It's all that pause, man. That killed it. And for the record, we all know that passing out... Uh, in a wrestling match, doesn't count as a loss yep. in the same way that uh, tapping out does. You didn't actually give up. Your body gave up. You know, come on. Yeah. Yep. It's not the same thing. It isn't the same thing. But These uh, are the rules of wrestling. Yeah. It has been decreed. So all the same five or same ten dudes are doing the blood and guts on the 29th of, uh, of June on Dynamite. Yeah? I don't think Daddy Magic has any blood left. Yeah. They he's, get, he's, he's still he's been bleeding. transfusions on the road. <laughs> They just keep switching out blood bags. Well, then uh, uh, John Moxley's uh, head gets busted open five minutes into his match on on Dynamite too. Yeah, so he, he's still bleeding to death as well. Yeah, <laughs> great match with him and Daniel Garcia on Dynamite. I hope yeah, they do something with awesome. Garcia where maybe he defects because even Regal was like putting him over on commentary and stuff, which is uh, which is great. But I'd like to see him in that uh, in that group at some point because he was one of the names that Danielson famously dropped in that first promo all those many months ago with uh, with Ambrose. And he's no professional wrestler. Yeah. Come on. He's no sports entertainer. No. He's a scrapper. That's right. Freaking hell of a time for Wheeler Yuta to leave. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> him not being, I think he was in New Japan or whatever, him not being there, like, kills the visibility of him as part of this group. Yeah, yeah. Because you were already the adjunct character. Yeah. This didn't help. Yeah. He should be, if there are people that are having to, you know, I'm sure there'll be some posturing and squaring off in one-on-one matches from now until Blood and Guts, but, like, he's a guy you need out. Or I guess he won't even be in Blood and Guts. What the fuck? Yeah, if it's the same crew, he's not going to be there either. Oh. Come on. Well, maybe whoever has the hair versus hair matches at Santana uh, uh, with, yeah. with Jericho, maybe that yeah. goes so poorly. That uh, he needs to be replaced by somebody. Enter Wheeler Yuta to get us all excited about him all over again. Maybe Jericho lights his hair on fire like a wizard. He's a wizard. What kind of man lights another man on fire? And then, uh, yeah, the tag title match. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, uh, Swerve in Our Glory, and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. I love every single team in this match. And I'm very disappointed that uh, either the other non- Jurassic Express teams didn't win. Um, yeah, I'm okay with Jurassic Express holding it yeah. for a bit. But yeah, I could see disappointment there. Well, it's just I, like I, Team Taz, you know, they can fuck off, to be honest with you. But. Oh, come on. You don't like Ricky Starks? I'm fine with both of them as individual wrestlers. Okay. Just you just want Team really Taz as a group to fuck off. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Uh and yeah, swerving our glory, man. Uh, that moonsault that Strickland did off of his chest uh, yeah. was fantastic. And then also that finisher is great. The, the yeah, it's like a super power bomb with the stomp from the, the, stomp from the yeah. oh god! I thought that was yeah. it. That was probably the biggest 
uh, near fall false finish that I bid on all show was uh, was that one. So, yeah. And then, uh, what'd you think of the Punk Hangman match? I know you know it's all moot now because Punk is hurt and we're sad. But uh, yeah, what'd I you think of the match felt, itself. I thought the match was pretty good. Yeah, like I I wasn't entirely convinced that Punk was going to come out winning. Uh, so I was, um, you know, I was biting on some of those false finishes. I was, I was, it kept me engaged the whole time. Um, I liked what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Uh, yeah, I thought it was okay. I felt bad for like him with the botches, but he took it in stride and was joking about, oh yeah, don't let ever, don't ever let me attempt a punk or a buckshot lariat ever again buckshot lariat. and all that. Cause he tried it twice. Well, I did like how they like followed through and then just kind of tried to recover from there. But like. You know, I, I do you know what I let's give a kudos for a second. Sure. I love Excalibur as yeah. a as a commentator. He's great. I think he is, is not an easy excellent job. and he he bails them out of a lot of that shit very, very well. Well they're very old. Well, Jim Ross <laughs> especially. But yeah, and it's not an easy job. No, I thought you were gonna say like no. that that is how Excalibur bails out CM Punk from yeah. a move. He's like he's very old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think he's great. Please have and, sympathy. Yeah, wrestling commentary is not easy. I prove that with every single NEW show that I do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay, so we have, uh, I just checked, I'm popped up Wrestling Inc. here. Because I'm like, we're talking about all this AEW stuff because it's the hottest thing going. We haven't mentioned a word about uh, WWE. Uh, somewhere Bray Wyatt is saying, oh, I'm coming back at some point soon to somewhere, somehow, here's a red circle. Uh, speculate. Uh, Cesaro, apparently the rumor is Cesaro may be returning to WWE, in which case, uh, that sound you hear off in the distance immediately after that's announced is me screaming at the heavens. No, <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> to what, to what result? Like why would so, you Yeah, I know. What do you, oh, they're going to make me NXT champion. Well, fuck man. Like you got a TNT title reign written in the stars here. And also like NXT is a fucking sinking ship. Like, yeah. Oh, we didn't mention, uh, Miro's back. Miro is back. He's great, and I feel Miro really, stomped the shit out I of feel, Johnny Elite, and I'm devastated about that because I love Johnny Elite, John Morrison, Hennigan, Impact, whatever you want to call him, uh, Mundo. That's a good era, Johnny Mundo. Um, all right, so I'm looking at the headlines here. Second headline yeah. I have: WWE SmackDown star returns with new theme music and attitude. I saw this headline as well. Is it? Who could it be? Is it Shelton Benjamin? No, it, it fucking better be. Who do we have here? <laughs> that I mean, wouldn't be new music. It is Mad uh, Cat Moss, music. I believe. Oh, is it really? I believe so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Mad Cat Moss uh, returned with a new gimmick and everything, brand new theme, which everybody figured. Uh, he's ditched the suspenders for black tights. Okay. Well, Boo! Yeah, Mad Cat Moss. Suspenders some, rule. <laughs> somebody, it's been clear ever since the Rumble that this is a guy they wanted to try and push and see what they have, and you can't complain about WWE not trying to make new stars when there are instances of them actually trying and whether or not they follow through is a different story. But for me too, because he, he wallowed in NXT for a long, long time. time. Yeah. Riddick Moss. Yep. He sure yeah. did. So the fact that they've now like hooked their claws into him and saying, this is their next guy is interesting. Yeah. But. Aside from that, not a lot of WWE stuff to get into. Cody Rhodes is doing his thing there. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, the biggest thing which we haven't really had a chance to, to chat about is uh, the Naomi and Sasha Banks saga of them 
walking out and leaving their tag title belts and all that stuff because of what uh, the booking was. Now, this is one of those things that's like to to dive a bit kind of off from it is this is one of those like good competition like raises everybody. Yeah. There, th- there's no way that they would ever have the leverage to do something like this if AEW didn't exist. Mm. So, uh, like, kudos to them for being able to, like, and albeit, like, and I think of this about MJF a little bit as well, and this is not the first time that Sasha Banks has been butthurt about the women's tag team titles and, yeah. you know, threatened action therein, but, like... I go back to that clip from her on Stone Cold Steve Austin and on the, whatever it's called, Broken, Broken Skull, Skull Sessions. Sessions. Yeah, we all, we all knew. It was all good. Saying, you know, that like I'm at a point in my career where I'm not going to settle for bullshit anymore and I know where I should be and I'm going to stick to my guns when it comes to that. There's so Three episodes of The Mandalorian and this is what she's... <laughs> All right. But like right, wrong, or indifferent, if you feel that way, like you should have every right to yes to stand up for yourself in in this regard. And, and I'm not suggesting that Sasha is necessarily in the right here, or Naomi. That being said, um, but I am suggesting that they should have a right to feel how they feel. Yep. And they should have a right to do whatever they want to do with their careers. So if they want to put their careers on the line in this way, at least their careers for WWE. Um, go for it. Go nuts. Yeah. No, I feel, uh, yeah, I feel the same way. And it's yeah, interesting to see the parallels with the MJF situation and, you know, a potential walkout over, well, I guess it's more so over pay than it is over like booking. Cause that's the thing. And like yeah. you give them these women tag team titles, which you never, re- I don't think they've ever really taken those super seriously, which is no. too bad. Cause they've got no. a lot of good teams, but, uh, I was very pro, uh, was it Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose were a team? Yeah, that was a thing that happened. Yeah. yeah. Should should you have been for it? I'm not sure. I, yeah, yeah I was. You're not stopping <laughs> not stopping that from happening. I was very pro that team. But uh yeah, and then they're in this match where they're gonna like beat each other, uh, and then they're not gonna have women's tag team title match on like, the pay per view and stuff. Like it was just very clear that these were just, you know, placeholder titles they don't take seriously. And if you're giving them to do that that's what their thing is. Hey, you're the women's tag team champions. We're going to build the division around you and really be serious this time. And then they don't. Yeah, I can definitely see where they're coming from as far as being frustrated. Yeah, and I think if you're going to think about if if they if their message is standing up for the tag team titles generally speaking, um you know, just think back to the WrestleMania match and how it was literally just like, "Oh, uh oh, you don't have a match on the card yet? Oh, okay, here you're in the Women's, women's battle royal yeah or the title yeah match, yeah it's like okay well you throw a bunch of these random hodgepodge teams together that don't seem to make any sense just for the sake of having them on the card like that's not showing any respect especially building to wrestlemania not showing any respect for the champions or respect for the titles yeah so yeah like i i, I can understand them being frustrated that being said like do they have a leg to stand on here i'm, I'm not sure but also like i said AEW is there and AEW, especially I think from the women's wrestling side of things where they could use a bit of a bolster, uh, Sasha Banks, Naomi, like those are two huge additions to, to a women's roster that 
uh, you know, is building and is getting better. Yeah. But is still a bit lackluster well, in the, the middle. Yeah, the women's roster in AEW just confuses me because, like, uh, you know I love Jade Cargill. Like, there's no tomorrow. Um, but, okay, so they're they're building up clearly to this match with her and, like, Chris Statlander. So people want to yeah. see. That's going to be a fucking excellent match. But then now people were salivating at that and you've brought in Athena. And I was a big Ember Moon fan. I thought she was awesome. Mm. Uh, but so now Athena's in the mix and Athena's kind of jumped the line, it seems, ahead of Statlander. And I guess we're waiting even longer for a Statlander Cargill match that maybe doesn't even happen. Like, I feel like there was a lot of talk with the uh, final of the Women's Owen tournament. Uh, about how, okay, Ruby Soho is potentially going to get this one. Like, this is kind of why she's here. Because she came in with a lot of fanfare. Oh, here's somebody that WWE overlooked. Here's somebody that should be getting this. And then she had, you know, losing effort, challenged for the title pretty much right away, lost, hasn't really had any major wins, you know, since. I'm not talking about the pre-finals tournament matches. And then now she loses the Owen. She's not in a position to challenge for the women's title. She's not in this now overcrowded TNT title or TBS title picture. So, okay, I guess Ruby Soho just to the back of the line with you. It's weird. And and I think despite the fact that they have two women's singles titles, which is unique in its own, they, they've kind of put themselves in a bit of a corner here. How did we start with WWE and we're back on AEW? Because it's anyway. the best. Um but they put themselves in a bit of a corner where you've got two champions now in Jade Cargill and Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, who it was such a big like story and yep. and she's overcome so much, kind of like in a Hangman Page kind of situation where you wanted to see her become the champion and now she is. So you can't take the belt off of her too quickly. And then you have the world beater as your, your mid-card champion um, who, you know, no one is really a credible threat there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Chris Statlander included, uh, Amber Athena, whatever we're calling her, uh, not included. Right. So, I think you're we're gonna get this like baddies versus yeah Athena's group next. We didn't um, even mention Tony Storm, who was a huge right. acquisition for them, and where's she? Yeah. Like, where does she fit into to all of this? Like, it is. There's so much talent in that women's division, but it just feels like a real big mess right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels at the same time that their women's division could use a bit of a bit of a boost. Yeah. But also it also feels like they've got too many kind of people floating in the middle here. So Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, uh WWE. Um yeah. I feel like anything WWE we talk about, we're just gonna wind up on AEW anyway. So uh maybe we should just wrap this whole <laughs> thing up. Sure. Talk about the Judgment Day. It's like, you know it's going to be Judgment Day for Okada when he faces... Uh, who? He, who <laughs> are there any matches for Forbidden Door that like you are super, super excited to see? I know you might be a little bit removed from New Japan. I'm pers- I'm removed from New Japan. I don't have the time and space it, to It would be a shame to not have Kenny Omega on this card. It would so, be, right? Yeah. So do there- we see Omega, Okada once again? Mm. Um that could be interesting, but uh, yeah, that's that's once again. I am also a bit removed from this. I I, I hear Bullet Club added a new member. I I don't know. Is that still New Japan or is that Impact? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's my. Where's Moose? Where's Moose? <laughs> Tell me where Moose and CJ Parker are. Um. Yeah, and then I think 
there'll probably be a really uh, some good tag matches at Forbidden Door. I'm interested to see how the card how the card shapes up because you know that Danielson has to be absolutely salivating because he that was part of his thing. Like WWE, he wanted to go work New Japan and work with some of those guys. Yeah. So you do Danielson like Okada or something like that's gonna be cool. that's that's, that's yeah. yeah that's yeah fantastic and I'm glad they're doing the show. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, did you want to shut it down? Want to sure. wrap this thing up? Yeah, we've had yeah. some good wrestling talk. Yeah, we did. Uh, and we're going to have a lot more in the coming weeks as the build to NEW for life at the Commodore. Because, yeah, we're only a couple weeks away. That's June 24th. That's a real quick uh, transition between the shows. The keep coming. Yep. And then uh, NEW, would it be eight, I suppose? Uh, I don't know if it's part of the number uh, sequence, <laughs> but uh, the show in July got moved back to July 29th now. So I was originally going to be on the 22nd. So, yeah, and it's going to be an awesome show, but I can't wait for that Commodore show. I am, yeah, that card is stacked. So get your tickets. And, uh, yeah, that wraps it up here on uh, Wrestle Nation. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at N-E-W Wrestle Pod, and be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at N-E-W Wrestling Inc. Be sure to subscribe to this show on iTunes and Spotify. If you're on iTunes, Paris, what should they do? Oh, uh, all of the things. Uh, is it still iTunes, Apple Podcasts? I don't know. Whatever, but whatever you're rate, on, if rate, you're there. review. Yeah. Anytime that you get an opportunity to put some stars next to the show, yeah. whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I don't know if they yeah. do that, what have you. Uh, whatever podcatcher you use, give us that. Give us give us those stars. Maybe you take a quote from the show and you make that your display name on MSN Messenger next time you're on. <laughs> and people, like, people are like, "Hey, hey man, you, what's you the okay? deal with that?" I was, "Oh, it's the Wrestle Nation. It's the the <laughs> podcast, the wrestling one." And they're like, "Oh, I've obviously heard of it." Uh, and then they become <laughs> friends over their mutual love and appreciation for what you and I do. If any Talk about fantasy booking over this show, <laughs> yeah, like. Please let us know. Yeah, please let us know. Uh, all right. Well, that's all for this week. Uh, for the architect, Mike Paris, Mr. As Always, I'm Jordan Bowman, and we'll see you next time on Wrestle Nation. Wrestle Nation.